Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including BoJack Horseman, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. Uh, April Collins. Hi there. And Andy Potter. Hello. Uh, we are continuing on with our BoJack Horseman Season 5 episode-by-episode coverage, this time talking about the next two episodes, uh, 7 and 8, Int Sub and Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze. Um, we've, uh, got one podcast on one to six down in various combinations, plus our season long recap. Check all of that out at overlyanimated.com. Search for Bojack Overly Animated to find our iTunes Bojack specific feed. Subscribe to that or subscribe to us on our YouTube, youtube.com slash overly animated to not miss any of our future Bojack podcasts. We still got two more to go. Uh, after this one on season five, plenty of great Bojack stuff here. Make sure you've seen. Oh yeah, uh, the spoiler system. So we're going to start off in no spoiler mode, um, just up to these episodes. So I'll cut off here very briefly. Overall thoughts, no spoilers past these episodes, and then we'll discuss the season from the perspective, the episodes from the perspective of having seen the whole season. So when I say spoilers, um, we'll be getting into spoilers for the entirety of season five. Probably at this point, you've already seen the whole season, um, I think. But in case you have not, we'll have a brief, uh, just non-spoiler thoughts past these episodes. Okay, so. Um, yes, just just uh, one eight, no spoiler territory here. Andy, uh, what did you think of these two episodes? I really liked these. These were episodes that did um, really interesting things. I really liked episode seven with the all the all the characters being slightly off. Like obviously, Bojack was a zebra, and and Di- Diane was Princess Diana. Like just that 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 stuff for every character was funny for me. Was this also the episode with um um? I'm sorry, I'm I'm. The episodes kind of blur together sometimes. This is the episode where Mr. Peanut Butter remember, realizes that his family's dead, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 That is this episode. Okay. Because there's, there's a lot of funny gags in this episode, just like that. that just I, I don't know. This episode is really funny. I really love the mediation between Princess Caroline, Carolyn and Todd. It's a really funny gag every all the way through. And I love the uh, the therapist like breaking patient uh patient confidentiality just constantly it's it's just a really funny this episode is really funny it's um and i i just love the core idea of it and it really breaks out and they constantly call out the b plot stuff in this episode and i really like it and then episode eight is um i like it a little bit less i think it's just because i like mr peanut butter a little bit less in general but i'm glad we're finally getting an episode where we look take a deeper look at him and get a idea or he gets an idea of what's wrong with him and why things are not going well uh we usually kind of gloss right over that with him and i'm glad we're doing that on a side note the first time i watched this season i didn't really look at the episode titles like just every single time so i completely missed that this episode was called mr peanut butter's booze and i saw it and i audibly groaned when i rewatched this episode yeah, uh, not one of one of the most uh, pun filled episode titles in every show does these, this, but this one's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, good stuff, Andy. Uh, April, what do you think of these two episodes? So um, I appreciated that uh, episode seven, the intersub one, um, was very lighthearted, um, coming off of uh, free churro because that one wrecked me. But so. <laughs> I kind of liked that there was a lot of different gags. I like um I liked that we were kind of um sort of seeing like the antics of our main characters um from like a third party perspective and again I I like I really enjoyed that you know they were like oh like we're we're keeping like 
patient confidentiality, but then they they really weren't, uh, which is kind of something that they also like sort of touched on earlier in this season. Um, but I think that uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's booze was actually my favorite of the two. Uh, first off, I love Mr. Peanut Butter, but then like it's just kind of interesting how like over the, like the past 25 years, like he hasn't changed and they really kind of like bring it at home um, in the end of the episode. So I really, um, I sort of liked that. And also I, that we were kind of taking away um, the attention off of Bojack just a little bit, because again, like free Turo is like a hard episode for me. So, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I enjoyed these episodes for sure. Nice. Uh, Michelle, what do you think? I I was surprised. This is the second time I went back and rewatched both of them. And the first time, Interior Sub, after I watched it, totally left my brain forever. But Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze, like, actually stuck with me. And I found that interesting. And I think it was just because, as has been pointed out already, Mr. Peanut Butter, we don't think about him a ton. He's not the most fleshed out character. But finally getting a big answer to why his relationship's are kind of doomed to fail was really fascinating to me. And I didn't know that was some like information I needed, but it was very good to have. Um, upon rewatching these, though, like I, I honestly have to say both of them are pretty strong. Interior sub has maybe a little more going on just in terms of plot than Mr. Peanut Butter's boost. But I mean, I think, I think it's great. I think interior sub has, one of the most interesting peep plots, even though I feel so bad, but Todd does continue to frustrate me in some of these episodes and interior sub is definitely one of them. We can get into it, but I, I love the framing device of the therapist and the mediator who are wives together in this restaurant, trying to talk about their days without, you know, ruining the confidentiality agreements and, you know, just like the ridiculousness, especially of the mediator talking about the characters and how insane their physical projections are in her story. It's just like, it's really great. Like Andy was saying, there's so many gags to this one that feel really nice after Free True, especially. But Mr. Peter Butter's booze, like, I, I like that one a lot because it it serves as a timeline for a lot of our major characters over the years. And you see them grow and change. And I think that's really nice because even though Bojack is the main character, I I am pretty invested in everyone else's story. And I like seeing those little glimpses into their lives and how they changed and matured too. So I think they're both honestly pretty solid. I think the pacing for both is good. I think they both have funny moments and I mean, they're pretty enjoyable and that's all I'm really looking for from the show. So I, I give them both thumbs up. I don't think either one was bad. I liked them both pretty equal equally for different reasons. Nice. Uh, the, Michelle looking for happy, fun times from Bojack as well. No, I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> Just like enjoyable. Ooh, you're watching the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyable uh. episodes. Yeah, that's mostly, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, both of these, uh, I, I think both these episodes are absolutely incredible. Um, like two of the best of the season. Uh, I don't don't think it's too productive to to pick a favorite. They're both uh, these like really unique 
uh, framing framed episodes where, uh, we like specifically are experiencing the story, a story in a, in a different way. Um, specifically, uh, in sub and terror sub plays with, uh, the AB plot of the show in a way that we haven't, uh, like in it before. And like, it's just part of the season being a lot stronger with, uh, varying the, the narrative structure. Um, and th- yeah, uh, th- there's just so much in that episode, like the, uh, in, in seven, um, with the, the framing and the two stories where we're replacing all the characters, which by the way, we are required to refer to them by their story names when discussing that episode. So please oh, call God. him Bobo. Um, <laughs> we mentioned Todd before. That's not it. He's Emperor Fingerface. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, they're on the outline. We can refer to that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, we just do a lot of incredible, uh, stuff, stuff with those. And we're just also just telling the story of the season there. Um, a lot of like meta commentary in the show. And then we end it in just this powerhouse ending, um, that like I was really struck this time in how it relates to the, 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 the like the device, uh, the, the shtick of the episode with, uh, with changing, changing the names. Um, and then, uh, and then Diane writing, uh, the tape into, into the, into Filbert. Um, just, just, yeah, powerhouse ending to like a really incredible episode. Like, I guess it's in terms of Bojack, it's not as much my cup of tea, the, the, the zaniness. Uh, I think this episode is a lot of zany. Um, so I, I don't, I prefer thematically, I guess maybe Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze, which I think is, uh, another like powerhouse narrative episode that does these like four timelines that it's twisting together to tell the story about Mr. Peanut Butter in a way that the show has never explored his character before to the extent uh where it's it's really getting into him and his issues and it's just the, absolutely the most successful exploration of mr peanut butter um and uh as as michelle mentioned like this episode is astounding and how it ties the show's mythology together both uh this season like new mythology with like the dad duel stuff and just stuff we've seen from season one um throughout the entire show's run all comes together in a unified timeline in this episode and it is uh like incredible to see like it, there's there's so many references to everything from throughout the show and we get these like uh i mean everything kind of ties in neatly like we see the moment when todd first starts staying at bojack we see like the first moment when todd when todd like sees the house um we see like the genesis of a lot of uh princess carolyn stuff and uh it, it's it's it all really feels like a neatly wrapped bow and they say it doesn't that that episode doesn't have as much of like a powerhouse ending as seven does but i'm just i'm so blown away by by uh, everything and what in what in what we do with the the narrative and the intertwining timelines in mr peanut butter's booze so yeah i think i think these are two of the best of the season i'd probably have them in three three and four in some order um but uh it's it's it overall with the with the season rank but yeah they're they're just they're just fantastic and i'm so over in general i'm just like so happy the show does these type of episodes now and i would like definitely would love them to do this um, to even more of an extent, like half of this season, half of the episodes have a unique narrative structure. Why not three fourths next season? You know, like keep, keep, keep shaking it up, uh, because I think it's been really successful to this point. Okay. Spoilers for all of season five of Bojack Horseman starting, starting now. So make sure you have seen the entire uh, season before proceeding any further. Let, let's get into, uh, in sub, interior sub first. I don't even know what the intended, <laughs> intended name is, but, uh, seven here because, uh, more, I guess, uh, narrative heavy towards the season overall. More, it, it's interesting. Maybe more serious at the end, even though it's a pretty, pretty lighthearted episode overall, as mentioned, coming off of, of six. Um, what, what was, what was your reaction? I guess the first time you saw, 
Uh, Michelle, the first time you saw this this framing device with the the telling the story, changing all the character names and their like species and stuff like that, um, were you taken aback? Were you into it? I was into it, and I gotta say, Bojack looks really good as a zebra. I wish that were his look full time. Oh, you want him to permanently? He looks interesting with the stripes. Yeah, it looks I'm, good on him. I'm sorry, who's Bojack? Bobo, the angsty oh my, zebra. I'm not gonna remember oh. all these names. It's Bobo. What's it? <laughs> Can we just call him Bo for short? That whole name title's a lot. It's Bobo, two bows, and he's in the theme song too. They changed the theme song. Yeah. That, that is that was what like made that. this episode work. I I think it's like, are they really doing this? And then he just pops up full screen of the zebra. It's like I was completely invested at that point. <laughs> Even the show title, it does say Bobo the Angsty Zebra. Yep. Yeah. Uh April April, what do you think of the the Bobo and Princess Diana and everyone? I I like I I, I have very few moments where I laugh out loud when I'm watching shows by myself, but whenever um, they were like, oh, she's Diana, Princess of Wales, and then at some point, they uh, one of them says, like, oh, I imagined her as, like, Princess Diana, and, like, they put her in, like, the gown and everything like that, like, I... I just couldn't at that point, but I loved, like, I also enjoyed that, uh, what was it, Mr. Hazelnuts spread or something oh yeah mr chocolate hazelnut chocolate hazelnut spread yeah (laughs) so (laughs) like and then like at a certain point they were just like we can't think of anything for like todd and like uh princess caroline so it was mr finger face and emperor finger face emperor emperor finger face uh, tangled fog of pulsating (laughs) urine in the shape of a woman woman. that's (laughs) the best gag and she looks hilarious oh it's so good like I just thought that was great. Like I really did. Like I enjoyed like the whole and I I I enjoyed that like again like we were getting like this story but we're told from like this third like person perspective and they even like call out the fact that they're like oh like call this a B story or a B plot yeah. if you will and um and they're like but the like they're like wait hold on I'm wondering what's going on with like Bobo can we talk about him again and like they keep like they're like yeah I like this flow of like going back and forth and I'm like oh my gosh like could you just like call out how television shows are like framed any more <laughs> than this so I just thought that was great um yeah yeah I I I, I want to point out uh specifically as as an animation podcast I think that it's important like when this like this props up where this is something that we can only do uh with animation here with the, this tw- switching the characters around to this extent and just completely moving back and forth like this I mean like I guess you can like CGI's live action but like I feel like this is like incredible use of of the show being animated like I feel like a lot of times um, at least, uh, especially early on, Bojack, like being animated, being live action, it didn't matter too much other than the fact that they're animals. Obviously, that's inherently a good use of animation, but, um, you know, like we've started doing like especially, uh, crazy visual things last season with, uh, the episode two last season specifically with all the flashback present stuff. And then I think I feel like this episode is the most prominent this season where we're just completely varying character models and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's great that the show has this in its, uh, like this tool in its wheelhouse. It can do so many interesting things. Yeah, and it's especially great because they sort of, um, like, present it in a way where they're like, oh, I'm protecting the identity of my clients. And I'm like, but you're not really. Like, we know what's going on. And, and again, like, I agree that only an animated, like, program could do that. Like, you couldn't do that with, like, just, you know, live action. Like, 
there's um I don't know any actors' names at this moment, but <laughs> but you couldn't just like pull that off. Like only in animation could you see this. Yeah, gotta get Will Will Arnett in a horse and then zebra costume and switch back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah I, I guess at, so at first it's like, oh, this is like great. It's cool. We're committing to this. It's really striking. And then to be honest, in the middle, I'm like, okay, this is you know, this is a little silly. Um, I think I think uh, that maybe is just a me reaction. But I was like, okay, it's a little silly. But then I, what sells it for me is the ending where um, we have this. Uh, Diane tape uh, plotline this season and then um, she writes it into the uh, Philbert script and she says um, that uh, it's it's a story I heard once heard once I just changed all the names and that's uh, that to me like really thematically justified the use of it and I wonder if um, I'm sure I'm sure the the concept came and then they added that after but like I just it just feels born out of the season's narrative and uh, just feels really substantial and impactful I think from that. Um, yeah, I like I I feel like this this last scene is um maybe one of the best scenes of the season. With there's a ton of great uh, Bojack and Diane scenes, uh, especially their confrontation in ten. But this is a really great one here. It I really love it too, Dylan. And I just I think the best part of the scene is that you know what's coming because you know what Diane's doing. You know that the ending's going to be that it's going to just it's it's going to be similar to what happened with Penny. But the in the moment when Bojack freezes up, like. As a viewer, I froze up too because I wasn't like I had that same like paralyzed feeling where just I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to go, and it was just it just it just all meshed together really well. Just the moment hit really hard. Yeah, it's it's so dramatic. It's it's, yeah, uh, especially compared to the zaniness of most of the episode. I was gonna say like it 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 strikes even harder because of the zany zaniness of the rest of the episode like mm-hmm. you know you have emperor finger face and all this other stuff going on and then like at the end of it all you're like thrown into this like very serious like situation and again like when like Bo or bobo excuse bobo. me bobo pauses like even i'm like oh my gosh no, like you have that moment where you're like oh my gosh she did this like this is what we're doing like <laughs> Yeah, he is he is Bojack again at the end, so you can call him Bojack referring to that scene, but not earlier in the episode. Bobo Bojack. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well that's it's an important point. It's because we get we jump out of the, the device at some yeah. point in the episode, like five minutes uh uh or a little bit more from the ending. We we go back to normal. And I think it's like, oh, this is weird that we're 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 resolving some and it's like we still do the plot lines that we we were talking about from the 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 replace names and identities device. But, um, like, we're continuing. The string cheese resolution comes when they're normal people. Uh, but then, uh, like, the, we, we continue on into this uh, Philbert uh, scene stuff, which also is a continuation, again, of when they were uh, zebras and stuff. And uh, it's, it's, I feel like it's, uh, it's weirded. And then you like, okay, because well, we're doing this really dramatic thing and we're, like, jumping back into the, the emotional core of the season. Um, I, I, think it, I think it really works overall. Yeah. Um let's 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 go let's go back into uh the the device though. The the stuff before this. Get more into Bobo the Angsty Zebra. We talked about him being in the theme song. Um and uh we have uh Princess Diana and uh as as uh chocolate uh, uh hazelnuts uh spread, yeah. And um we th- this A plot is uh really just uh, a continuation of this like i think that's what's weird it's like this is just kind of a normal episode <laughs> to a certain extent um yeah like this is a is very very much on its own would have been a straight a b story 
Um, and so adding this layer, I think, um, elevates it, uh, especially with the thematic connection to the climax. But yeah, we're just getting into stuff on the Filbert set. Um, we have the interactions with the therapist and that ties into kind of like Bojack's, um, emotional journey this season and his like relationship with Diane and how that gets heated and, um, and, uh, also like them talking to the therapist ties into the framing device. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just, it's just very interestingly presented what would be kind of a... A pretty uh, normal plot line for for the season. Yeah, it's uh, what's uh, um, what what Andy? What stands out to you from this a plot? Is it the is it the uh, Mr. Peanut Butter excuse, uh, hazelnut spread? <laughs> Sorry, uh, oh, stuff there from, you go. Yeah, it, that that gag <laughs> with, go with, uh, with uh, him. That that does come out. That does pop out to me. It's one of my favorite gags of the episode. But I I I want to talk about something we didn't talk about yet and that is flippy i really flippy, love yeah. flippy oh. it's just so funny i don't know it's just a really dumb it's really dumb joke humor right there but it's just i don't know just him being a dolphin it just i can't do the dolphin noise but it's just really yeah, funny where's your dolphin he's impression dolphin yeah, it. yeah uh, he's he, like it. flippy has writer's block yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> and this is where we get like diane become an actual creative force behind the season too um within like her rage from um her confrontation with bojack um, but yeah, Flippy, he just writes in uh, interior sub and he's going to write subway and that's all he writes. Um, and then he's uh, <laughs> at one point, he just has like these random words. He's like, is this anything? Um, and then, <laughs> and then D- Diane later, like resolving the uh, is he a ghost or is he not a ghost stuff? Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, let's just say, let's just say he is. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that's just a very funny notion that that's like how <laughs> these uh these like suspenseful like large uh, thematic things on these drama shows are are resolved it could be just I, like... I also i was gonna say i appreciated that um during his like writer's block they were like just film filming like random reaction scenes yeah, to use <laughs> yeah so. dan, dan dan was uh get it while while they're all there yeah they're all waiting for the the pages to be turned in um I- yeah, I wonder if they ever used those for the show. They, no, they did. When she writes the scene, you hear that like the the girls only lines when Bojack's talking about the submarine event. It's just saying, "Oh my god!" Oh, yeah. over and over again. <laughs> so she definitely intentionally used those for her scripts. <laughs> oh my god. That's it. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, it's indeed. Um, yeah, the the we mentioned the uh, the uh, uh, his uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's entire. That's the one. I'm sorry. I, I we're, we have some, we're, well, okay. So it actually this is another one that goes into the the real identity part too. Like we we also resolve. We also get into this later because I think he's like, uh, but my dad, and then uh, they have that whole thing too. Um, oh, about when, his parents going to the farm. Yes. Yeah, we'll start with his mom, and that's how we tie into Bojack's uh, Bojack's mom, because Bojack doesn't. Uh, he, his mom died, but he doesn't want to talk about it, and that's what he tells everyone. And, and then, then uh, Mr. Chocolate Hazelnut spread is like, yeah. "Oh, luckily, I don't ever have. I never had to deal with that because my mom just went away to a farm." And I was like, "Uh," and everyone just was like. She's and dead. no one wants to tell him. <laughs> like, in, in a show of uh, dog jokes with Mr. Peanut Butter, is this the <laughs> this is the most uh, blatant dog joke that we've done? I thought it was great. <laughs> it, 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 it does. It connects really well to the events of last episode, and also is like um, I feel like it also leads well into the next episode too. That's very Mr. Peanut Butter focused. Yeah. Like, okay, here's our ultimate him being a dog joke, um, and it's yeah, I think it is very funny. Um, and uh, I think it like a lot of times we have these throwaway animal gags. Um, this one, I guess, feels more uh, connected because it relates to the, the, the uh, Bojack and his mom and then the overall uh, storyline of the show. 
and I also think it loops into the themes that we're trying to get into next episode where he never really grows up. Like he mm-hmm. doesn't really get it. He yeah. doesn't get that stuff is changing. And I think that's, mm-hmm. I think it's a good tie into the next episode, even if it's just a joke right now. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It connects to the Bojack stuff. He, he wants to, he wants everyone to talk about it. Bojack didn't want anyone to talk about it. It's like stealing Bojack's uh, spotlight, which we got uh, pl- plenty of <laughs> with, with these two. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, how, uh, how in, uh, Indira ties into this with, um, B- Bobo is, uh, unintentionally getting therapy. Um, and, uh, then that's just his best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's his best friend now, Dylan. Yeah. Um, and, uh, then Diana does not like that with, uh, the one, the one thing where, uh, Bobo is not involved. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, Indira chooses, uh, Bobo over Diana. And, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it all, it all really connects very cleanly, I feel like, in this A. I think it's, uh, really good. Um, what do we think of, what do you think of, uh, later the confrontation of, um, the, Diane, I don't remember if they're Diane or Diane. They're Diane. She's Diane at this point. She tells uh, yeah. Bojack to get therapy. Yeah. And uh, she says, you need to get therapy after we've done this before. Like, uh, this is, I feel like, I don't know if we've explored Bojack and therapy before on the show. Is this, is this our first time this, really ever this, bringing this, this up? I'm pretty sure this is our first time. Yeah. And I think it's like the first time we've actually like discussed it. But I feel like there may have been like hints about it before. It's it's very striking considering how fucked up Bojack is um, that we use like season five and this is we're, we're finally dealing with him getting into therapy. It's really also just like a one, you know, it's 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 small part of the season. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Andy, what was your what was your reaction to Diane? I guess confronting him about that and maybe just Bojack and therapy throughout the episode. I the, the part that really sticks out to me about this whole thing was definitely the ending when they when she finds out that he's having her therapist because when he's using her therapist and it's just, I, I liked the, I liked the idea of it. I liked Diane trying to be a friend. just being like, you need therapy. You need to talk to somebody, but I just love the, just, I don't know what the word for it. The hypocrisy of Diane in that she just can't accept someone having something that's hers. Like she can't accept that. She can't, she can't accept that Bojack would find some help from Indira. And it's just, I don't know who's right in that scene. I like the therapist, Bojack or Diane. I don't know if any of them are right or any of them are really wrong. It's just such a complex scene. And I really like it. I really enjoy that. They're all kind of making kind of shitty decisions and they're all getting kind of shafted by each other. And at the very end, Bojack, I think does make the worst decision. He does decide to just leave and cut out. But before that, they all could really be argued that, they're all kind of in the wrong and all kind of in the right at the same time. And I really enjoyed that whole subplot in this episode. And I'm glad we kind of moved on with that too at the, in the finale when um, Bojack kind of accepted that Diane was right. And hopefully that leads to something next season, but we'll see. Yeah, I think I think that's an interesting interpretation that uh, they're all kind of in the wrong in their own way. And that scene, I feel like that's the show as, as a whole. Everyone's shitty, um, but yeah. <laughs> we probably understand Diane's perspective, Diana's perspective the most, um, right? Like the because we know the, the, the I, know the tape, we know what went on with Bojack. I feel like she's it's kind of understandable where she's coming from. I, I definitely relate to Diane. I definitely understand her the most, but I do think she's being unfair when she says Bojack can't have her therapist. Like I do think she. I don't know. I mean, it's her therapist first. And like, it seems to me that the only reason Bojack found this therapist and wants this therapist is because he knows it's Diane's therapist and he wants 
maybe in a weird way to just like be cl- to still have a a kind of intrusive connection to her and it's i mean it's an isolated thing but again diane like this whole time she's been unsure of how to handle bojack not wanting to talk about his mom but then also really wanting to talk about his mom and i think the frustration of that and like you know also kudos to her for getting a therapist i mean she's she's trying to work on herself and i do think I also think it's big of her at the end to say, you know, okay, I can't, my therapist is tainted now, but I'm glad you have her because I think she's right. I think you do need her more than me and I'm glad you're getting help. And when he says, oh, no, no, once I saw that you didn't need her, I didn't need her anymore either. That's when she starts getting really frustrated. And that's part of what leads to their big blow up. And I think, I don't really think it's hypocritical of Dan to want this part of her life that is hers that Bojack doesn't have a place in because he's her friend. And even if they were say partners, I mean, you'd still want part of your life that is just yours. So I don't really think that's hypocritical. I don't even think that's selfish. I think it's just like her setting a clear boundary. And once it's crossed, she's like, all right, then I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to find someone new. I think that's pretty healthy. I think it's healthy, but I think it's, it's just interesting because like, and and maybe like correct me if I'm wrong because I'm totally okay with being wrong, but I don't remember her like explicitly saying like you can go see like you should go see a therapist. Don't go see mine. And so I guess I can kind of see like all of the sides of this situation because obviously like the therapist is going to take a client no matter what. Like she doesn't care. Um, but like and I can see like Diane being I guess almost protective in the fact that like this is my therapist. Like please don't talk to this person especially since like I talk about you to my therapist. So I can see that but then it's kind of crazy because she's just like well why are you like why are you seeing my therapist even though I told you to get therapy and like in a way he like Bojack was getting therapy. So it's just really it's it's hard for me because I can see all of the points of this like like situation kind of thing. Um, And so I guess that kind of makes it like hard for me especially whenever like because diane gets so upset and then she goes and does that and i'm like ooh, that's not healthy like <laughs> like people on bojack not being healthy yeah yeah it's, it's a, that's an interesting conversation yeah i don't i wonder how the the show is intending it to a certain extent um but uh yeah at least uh, the types of nuanced things that that bojack gets into for sure um i want to i want to shift talk about the the framing device a little bit more with um indira the therapist and mary beth the mediator talk that much about that yet um with uh them they're having dinner and they're recounting their their stuff uh, happening with their careers um great uh their um why so great queer queer representation i'd say because we start off with like i do have a wife and that's how we like uh get them coming in learn they're married and then they like they kiss and um very it's very striking i think to a show that hasn't had a lot of like prominent same-sex couples to have indira and mary beth anchoring this episode um to uh uh, queer women of, of color too um i thought that was like wonderful um and uh they're just uh really uh the kind of like uh quirky and great throughout the episode cutting in and um we like and it's like cool how they both tie into their their stories and like indira is uh is, is she in outside of this episode i'm trying to remember from later in the season um does she- uh, i think she shows up in like as a bit part in another episode yeah i feel like i doesn't, remember seeing her doesn't yeah. she show up in um what is it the episode where diane goes to vietnam 
Because oh, really? is she there? I think so. Because okay. oh yeah, because yeah, because Diane says Diane. Yeah, the therapist she's like, tells you to yeah. Yep, that's exactly oh, one of the points. Right. And she has like mm-hmm. a. I think yeah. Okay. So we we so we built on that that. episode. Yeah. Yeah, So so we so this was like us building on something familiar in the season. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I I really like dealing with this couple. That I really like. Sometimes when there's couples on screen, like there's like no chemistry. These two characters have a lot of chemistry, and it really feels like they feel like wives. They really do feel like they feels natural. It does. It's I really like the writing here and, and the acting too. Nice. Yeah, it was it was great seeing them all of their interactions there. I think the most prominent exchange, as mentioned already, is the most meta pointing out of the yeah. B A and B story. We've but, got um there's definitely more to your story here than there's to mine. Mine's more like a secondary story, a B story, if you will. Um I have a feeling it will continue to offer light alternative to, as my story gets increasingly serious. Let's continue to switch back and forth between our stories, pausing at their most interesting moments. That feels like the most natural way to have a conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very very cathartic, uh given that this is wow, like Wow, could you call us out anymore? <laughs> yeah, this is what we talk about. This is me all of last season with Bojack was talking about the A and B plot stuff. Um but I think it's like great recognition of the show that this is like a thing that it's uh, been very beholden to, which obviously all shows are very beholden to A and B plots, but Bojack is a show that does more intelligent and meta and uh, et cetera things than almost every single other show. So um, being so beholden to traditional narrative structures feels a little off at some point. So now's the time to start commenting on it. I think like it's it's a really great move here. The next move is to stop having, I think like a traditional A and Bs too, <laughs> to an extent. But uh, I mean, the season, there's, there's not too many of them. Even even though this episode itself is obviously um, this this A and B story, but they they do intertwine and they have they cut to the framing device um, at one point. Like we like rapidly cut between like the three of them. Um, I think something with like her hair, um, like we're like should we insert her as as the as a character in there too? Um, so yeah, I just I thought this was very successful, especially in the context of where BoJack is at at a show as a show. It- uh, yeah. It almost feels like this episode leans on the AB plot just because the writers wanted to fit in Todd and Princess Carolyn as alternate things. They don't really fit into the Bojack story going on here because we needed we needed the pulsating fog of in the shape of a woman. It's just I needed yes. that in my life. So good. I needed that. Yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I, th- I bet I bet it was like conceived. Of, it's like a B plot for like the sake of commenting on a B plot, which is much more refreshing than yeah. a B plot because we need. Well, we just need a B plot yeah. in this episode. Um, the the two the two they and B do intertwine when we have uh, Princess Carolyn in different forms. We have Priscilla Crustacean. Oh um, right, they, I forgot. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they recognize that it's the same person as the oh, pulsating fog. Yeah. and that's when the framing device falls apart when they realize they're talking about the same people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, also how we resolve the B plot. Let's talk a little bit about the B plot with uh, Mary Beth telling uh, the, the story of Emperor Fingerface and Tangled Fog and Pulsating Yearning in the Shape of a Woman, um, and it's getting into them. Uh, living together, which I feel like looking back at the season is not something I remember very much for the Princess no. Carolyn and Todd live together. It was like at the end of last season, wasn't it? Like in season four, they moved I, in I, I couldn't even tell you if they it were together or not at the end of the no, season. No, no, no. What, what? no I, it was whenever, so it was at, towards the end of last season whenever um, like, Todd did the, t- did, did the clown dentists. Cla- yeah, he did the clown dentist <laughs> and that's when um, Princess Carolyn moved in with um Who's the Ralph? one guy? Yeah, with Ralph. Okay. And so she moved in with him, and he was just like, "Oh, hey, like I need this space." And she's like, "Oh, you can use my apartment." 
because I'm not live like living there at the moment. And then whenever her and Ralph like okay, split, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna okay. see Ralph again here, but yeah, so yeah, this is set set up last season, and uh, it, yeah, it, interesting. It's it, it, this is definitely the most prominent prominent commenting of them living together from this season, and I thought it was, thought it was like pretty. Um, felt felt pretty meaningful with um how how we deal with that and through this uh, mediation and uh, yeah so we've we've caught we've said several times we love tangled fog of pulsating yearning what what what's what do we love about about her the design yeah, yeah, the, design? yeah the design is a plus and adding the word yearning to her is just so perfect none of the other uh, none of the pulsating other, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. pulsating none of the other characters have like adjectives really added to them. But or or oh, like Bobo yeah, the angsty Bobo, zebra. Well, Bobo Bobo has it, but but it's not really like they just say Bobo for the rest of it. But she's yearning all the time, and it's just so good. And I love, <laughs> she's her I just, full name. Yeah. yeah, and I just love that they they say she's a fog. They never say yarn in the name, but she's made of yarn in in the picture of her. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect between the design and the name. Um, but uh, the the fog, yes, the yarn is is yeah. But it's 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 definitely the most prominent of them. It's good to have like one of the ones be like super over the top and she's just yeah. like floating there well, the whole time is emperor finger face not over the top um i mean todd that seems like just normal todd <laughs> to be honest <laughs> he's already over the top like uh it, there's some great animation on finger face he's like oh my god of him like his face imitating how his fingers are moving while he's talking um there's a uh, face into the table yeah, and there's there's one there's one uh, we, we okay so I'll get there in a second. So we have this mediation for uh, the missing string cheese, uh, very Todd plot, and uh, yeah, and they're just there. It's uh, uh, a bunch of uh, light uh, jokes about that, as uh, mentioned with the B plot being lighter. Um, and uh, they we we eventually get into um, fair game foods um, with uh, they're discussing which if this if she could have eaten the string cheese or not if it was in the fridge. Good concept on its own. One of my favorite, uh, this is uh, my favorite storyboarded sequence, I think, of the season where um, Todd is like uh, explaining what is a fair game food and he's like drawing a circle for examples. Then he's like, a, a pie, not a fair game food. He X's it out, a slice of pie. And then he turns the X into like slices um, <laughs> yeah. from where it's X'd out. And then, um, yeah. And then he, and then he wipes it off with his hand face. Too. Yeah. So it also, yes. Yeah. And it's like stays with a smudge on him yeah. for like the whole scene. Mm-hmm. That was like super creatively done, um, but uh, yeah, the whole the whole arbitration stuff, and we resolve it with um, the string cheese being the pen that he was trying to take out uh, earlier in the episode, and then we get it's like like you get the music sound cue during it like okay we're aware of how stupid this ending is to this plot line. What is it? I also appreciated the 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 point where he's like, I've been saving that string cheese all week. And yeah. she's like, it was Wednesday. And he's like, my weeks start on Wednesday. Like- <laughs> yeah. When's his weeks are Wednesday to Thursday, Thursday to Wednesday. Yeah. I, I want to see, I want to see Todd's calendar now. I want to see like, I, see it. Yeah, I bet he has that. like, I bet he actually has a calendar where the Wednesdays are on the far left somehow. I would love that. <laughs> Yeah, could, could definitely see it with Todd. It makes sense. Uh, the other, I think the other really prominent gag is he's uh, he goes, he's going to use the uh, the bathroom. Yes. Uh, maybe it's a hand down there. I guess we'll maybe find out. <laughs> and, and it turn, turns out it's all it's tiny cubes. Um, it comes out. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so this, I think we had great uh, use of of Todd's design um, yeah. for sure. Um, 
Yeah, and then um, getting into them and uh, resolving their differences, uh, mo- mostly just uh, ancillary. But I-, I thought it was pretty, pretty. I- ironically, I guess the episode where we point out the B plot the most maybe is like the strongest B plot <laughs> of the season. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't. Maybe that makes sense. I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like we've hit on most things at this point. Anything else from this episode? Any other gags? I I just want to say I think it's interesting that Todd feels the best this season just because they really leaned on how just absurd he is. They were just okay with letting him be absurd instead of kind of leaning on his more serious stuff like they did. And I think that worked in his favor, honestly, this entire season. Yeah, I think uh, more over the top than Clown Dennis is great. Yeah, even more. Go hard. (laughs) Yeah, this this is really successful. And then the the, uh, sex robot, which I don't even think we... Did we even get into that at this point in the season? Not, no, like, no, 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 that's, that's next episode. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Look forward to the sex, sex <laughs> robot discussion coming up. Okay, yeah. So overall, we're all big fans of Insert Sub. Yes. Um, okay, let's get into Mr. Peanut Butter's booze here. Uh, because uh, a lot going on. We have the four uh, intertwining storylines. So let's. So we have 1993, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and Katrina. With uh, so we get all of his like ex wives and then his current relationship. 1993 with Katrina. They're in 60s uh, costumes. Um, so we start off with like a fake out of the time period. We didn't get like any um song, uh, like no 90s song, 2000 oh, song. Yeah. I guess we got those already. Like, this I don't is know. a typical yeah, yeah. 90s song. Yeah. Yeah. No, none of that here. Um, we got uh, 2004, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter with uh, Jessica Beale. Um, and they're uh, the notebook costumes. And Mr. Peanut Butter is a little bit of a notebook. <laughs> and then 2009 with Diane. Um, and, uh, he's a hangover character and she's baby born Bjorg, which we spend a lot of time commenting <laughs> on that. And then in the present, Mr. Peanut Butter and Pickles and their, um, tweed feed, um, social media. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not impressed with that one, but, uh, yeah. Michelle, how did, how did this uh, episode work all for work with you for these four, there's a lot forced four in tra- timelines uh, going back and forth. Was it, did it feel cohesive? Did it feel jarring? No, I felt really cohesive. And I think part of what made it cohesive was the fact that they didn't pick up the same loops for like they, they kind of mixed it up, which kept you from anticipating when like, OK, like this is when we're going to go back to 1993. This is when we're going to go to 2004. They, it seemed like they kind of let certain things that were thematically interesting or character wise just kind of flow in and out of each other in a way that it just felt organic, even if it was very carefully orchestrated by the team behind it. But I, I mean, it's just it was such a joy to see all these different takes of characters. And one thing that really surprised me is just seeing Bojack's transformation mm-hmm. compared to everyone else. Because he starts off kind of chipper. And and like when he has that first drink from the punch bowl, what a difference. He's like, oh, somebody somebody spiked it. Oh, OK, I guess one drink won't hurt. Back to like the 2009 it might have been when he's like oh man if i'm stuck with you guys i'm gonna like have to spike this and he pours like half a vodka glass yeah. into it so i just i thought it was very interesting and this is the stuff with princess carolyn i mean diane meeting him at the party and then peanut butter saying later i probably remember you don't worry about it if you feel like you made a fool out of yourself just like all those little tidbats tidbits in the background of peanut butter I got a lot out of, and I'm really glad we had that because if it was just peanut butter, I would have been a lot less invested in the episode. 
Yeah, we, we get a lot of uh, here was this character 25 years ago. Here's this character now. Um, we mm. get that. We get that with every single character. Um, you know, Todd, the, the, we see. Yeah, we get yeah, like, thir- 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 like 13 year old Todd. 13 year old. Yeah. yeah. Then 18-year-old Todd. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, first to first arriving at Bojack's place. Yeah, we see uh, young, earnest, non-drinking Bojack in 1983. Then uh, current, cynical, <laughs> uh, drunk Bojack. Um, Princess Caroline, uh, her, her arriving there, I heard she, she's an assistant and uh, mm-hmm. she's just barely uh, – what is she barely knows Bojack? I think in in 1993, and then um, yeah, she knows him as what she's the thing? assistant of of Bojack's agent at this. Yeah, time. and then we see them in the relationship in the middle, and then in the, her current state, um, and obviously Mr. Peanut Butter, who's uh. So I think I think the thematic uh, commentary that the episode is intending is everyone is changing. We see Diane, you know, fun loving as as with all of them, uh, Diane to a certain extent, although, but uh, and then current Diane, um, she's not not as much of a, a changes, but everyone's changing. Meanwhile, Mr. Peanut Butter, we see him the same thing in each of these four timelines, whereas all the other main characters we see going through such uh, rigorous changes. So that's definitely uh, one of the big themes of the episode. You, you so you think Diane didn't really change much because you just said like Diane didn't change as much. I think she changed kind of the most out of all of them. Hers was like kind of like a mood whiplash for me because she was kind of pretending to be someone when she was a Mr. Peanut Butter at the party in the original what 2009, and then mm-hmm. 2018 she's this like she's just completely not starstruck anymore. She's just like I'm in BoJack Horseman's house and around all these stars, but I just want to get the fuck home. Someone give me your key. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Like, it's just, it, I, I think her change is the most striking for me. I, I really think Diane really came into herself in this episode and this season. It's just, I really enjoyed that, seeing that change, really contrasting with what we saw at the beginning of the show. Yeah, definitely contrasting her starstruck by Bojack versus uh, currently very um, <laughs> pissed at Bojack. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, she's, I, 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 I think like one of the, the keys, the reason why I would say she doesn't change as much because she's like maybe putting on a, a front um, when we see her in her earlier state with Mr. Peanut Butter. She, but I feel like she's still, I feel like Diane's very authentically Diane kind of every time we've seen her on screen, although she's more been able to open up, I think, and be more of herself recently. Definitely she's changed as well. And that's the intent of the episode. Yeah. I, I I can see with with that explanation. I can see what you're saying, Dylan. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah, the, in terms of the the theme that I'm commenting on, she definitely we're supposed to see her in her much different state than she is yeah. now. Um, and uh, that that yeah, uh, April. How what did you how did how did it work for you? All these these timelines intertwining. I I really liked it. it I I again I I agree with you that it especially it whenever you know like Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane are having the conversation at the end of the episode, and Mr. Peanut butter's kind of like what am i doing wrong and she's just like well i mean the thing is that you're not doing anything like you're still the same person and he even like later like throughout the episode like everything that's kind of like i guess wrong with him or his expectations um like stay the same he's just like they all started out like he's like oh yeah like she's so much fun compared to my ex like oh she's so much fun compared to my ex and so i think that the fact that like like you bring like you bring about his innocence too like with the like the one that really struck me is the notebook costumes and he like shows up he like he comes out in an actual notebook costume and so <laughs> i think that like really strikes me like how like he's like he's still young and he continues to date young people because he has a very like almost like immature mindset 
Um, and so like framing it around all of his exes, because again, these are all people that we've already met. Like we're already been introduced to, we've had experience, like we've experienced who they are and everything like that. And so I really like this sort of framing device. And again, it sort of like puts Mr. Peanut butter in a new light because we always see him as like this innocent, like character. And he's just kind of like, it's not so much that he's been um, framed as immature until this episode, but almost like naive. Um, And so in this way, it's kind of like, no, like you, you've, you've done this song and dance before. Like you're the person who's missing out on it. Like it's not everyone else. It's you kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take a deeper dive into the uh, Mr. Peanut butter uh, stuff we get into here. Quick, quick hits though, throughout the the timeline stuff. Then we can get into that. Um, yeah. We mentioned Todd uh, after the 2009 parties, uh, but just like stick around for as long as you want. Todd's like, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> and he just moves in. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love I love that setup for the beginning of the show. Um, we had the whole thing with Jessica Biel and the mummy. Um, and uh, I loved that. <laughs> she's afraid of mummies because she did she, she didn't, didn't get, the, get part the part of the mummy <laughs> of, of the mummy. And uh, Bojack turns into a mummy because Todd, little Todd, TP'd the house after uh, not getting candy. Right? It all's uh, yeah, it all uh, ties together really well. Um, that, that was a, a good one. We have Katrina. Uh, we, also, it's like just all these random bits of mythology from the show. This is how Katrina turns into like this conservative figure talking to Ben Stein, Tim Allen. That's, that's great. Um, yeah, we see, uh, early Diane and, uh, with the costume and talking to Bojack. We see Bojack taking a phone call. We get, he gets the call that his dad died in the duel. Um, like while oh, that intersects yeah. with the, the Diane, with, uh, Diane coming up to him. That ties really well into last episode and uh, everything uh, from from Bojack's history. Um, just the genesis of the Halloween party, 20, you know, 25 years running party and them coming for the first time. And uh, Bojack every year <laughs> drunkenly saying, do it again next year. Um, <laughs> and uh, also Gina in the beginning, in the end, um, so how, so she reacts to this. Um, and, uh, oh, we have like Erica, the, the off-screen gag, uh, coming back here. That's been a while since we've done that. Um, Prince, yeah, Princess Caroline, uh, with the, uh, the, the manning, having to man the door. Um, yeah, every, every year. And then, uh, we see like Handing her, out screeners. The yeah, handing out screeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and we see like her in her various states throughout the series. Um, one great quote, uh, from Diane that I love is she says, I'm good in small groups. I'm great in chat rooms and message boards, but I hate big parties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love, uh, great in chat rooms and message boards. Also very, uh, 2009, uh, relevant, uh, there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I feel like there's, there's more stuff maybe. I hate. I just, uh, and then, and then everything with Mr. Peanut Butter. So let's get into that. So, um, we, Dylan, before we get heavy, can I say one thing? I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. Just, I just want to say, I we didn't really talk about it a lot, but I think this framing device is frank, frankly brilliant. Just the whole Halloween thing, because it makes sure we know who everybody is and what time period we're in at all times. And I think it's just absolutely perfect for this this structure we have. And that's why the whole thing works. I don't think if we had the Halloween framing, this four timelines would even would be ever possible. Because yeah, seeing, seeing the same event in four different years, yeah. And, yeah, uh, we, it, it feels, and they, they set up why this happening, why Bojack yeah. would have a party the entire time. And it's just very funny that he keeps unintentionally having the yeah. party. Uh, yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter in the beginning is like a crossover, <laughs> crossover yeah. party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. Have we even, re- have we referenced Bojack's annual Halloween party? That's a new thing, right? I know. I think, I think it was met referenced in the very first episode of the show. Cause Diane said she met Bojack at a party before. That's right. Oh, okay. Vaguely referenced. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, okay, and then we build off that. Yeah, I just I feel like Bojack has this kind of sprawling mythology that feels less important and hard to keep track of for me at times, like all these minor characters, all these history of these characters. And it's also and just what the show is commenting on thematically in the present always just feels more relevant. Um, this episode to me tied it together in a way that uh, I've never connected to before. But now I feel like I have an incredible picture of all of the show's characters and their histories and all these how these side characters interact with them. And uh, yeah, I just I thought that was brilliant. And that's not even, you know, necessarily the the A of the of the show. Not that this has an A and B. No, no A and B in Mr. Peanut Butter's booze. But we comment on Mr. Peanut Butter um, and uh, his his past uh, marriages and relationships with the with uh, pickles in the present um we see um how he's dealing with each uh x in in each timeline and uh, each of them like uh, hate uh, wants to leave the party at the end after he like doesn't uh, consider what their desires are like katrina doesn't want to be left alone just kabil doesn't uh, want to be uh, uh mummied i don't know and uh diane just uh, just doesn't recognize that diane's not into it um and uh yeah, and uh, the, the, we get into him with these uh, yeah, the, the fun-loving young women. He says, so in the middle of the episode, we uh, have him see, we have a quote from him with, um, why do all these idealistic, vivacious women turn cruel and bitter after being with me? What's the common denominator? Um, and I, like that, I was like, okay, like that's kind of interesting that we're commenting that to, to that extent. But then it's like, okay, that's just the beginning of, and that's just step one, because that's not a great conclusion is, um, them turning <laughs> cruel and bitter. I was like, oh, I don't like that. But then we comment on it even better at the end with Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter's conversation, um, outside of, uh, the bathroom. And Diane really involved with all of the um, incredible emotional conversations with other characters this season. This is another one of the best scenes of the season, I think. And, uh, confronting Mr. Peanut Butter about, dating women in their 20s and uh, they don't you don't ruin them they just grow up uh, and she says either you date someone older or you grow up because otherwise they're going to keep outgrowing you is, is what he should do now um i just i found this uh the best mr peanut butter commentary and the deepest dive into him as a person i feel like we've done the entire series we never really gotten into some of his more uh, problematic behavior, I guess, before. And uh, even, yeah. I was going to say, well, you even get, like, his problematic behavior, like, right from the get-go. Because he, like, like, one of my favorite parts is that, like, he just shows up at Bojack's house. Because Bojack didn't want to go to his party. (laughs) So he brought his party to Bojack. Like, anyone else would have been like, okay, like, totally understand you're having your own party that's not a big deal but he's like what why couldn't we have one big party and just like he just shows up with all of his guests like i think that's just great and then he continues to do it for 25 years like that's so like it's one of those moments where you're like oh that's mr peanut butter like in a nutshell yeah, and that's not even something we like call him out on that, but that's yeah. like okay, yeah, this is. <laughs> well, it's something this. Diane calls about him because she says this isn't your only issue, but you don't listen, and I think that's part yeah, of the listen, big yeah, issue, yeah. right? He doesn't listen to other people's needs. He doesn't really understand how other he can't pick up on those emotions other people are having, and that causes a lot of friction with people, especially his wives. Yeah, that's a, it's a great point that it really ties into him not being able to listen to their like desires at the parties. And that's why they all have this record scratch moment and like, I want to leave the party. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great point that it relates to, uh, him just 
imparting on Bojack constantly, <laughs> especially in the beginning here. Um, and, uh, just not listening and him not being not like grown up. Like he's, that's kind of just the premise of this character is he's this embodiment of a dog, like Ernest. <laughs> um, and, uh, we've really taken that and turned it into a genuine characteristic and now commented on it and that he's this, how old is Mr. Peanut Butter supposed to be? Is he forties, fifties? I think he, he must 50s. be at least in his forties. I think he's Maybe supposed he's to be Bojack's 50. age. Yeah, how old is Bojack? I thought he was 50. I think they're 50, yeah. yeah. Um, it's 25 years, the the 25-year anniversary of the party, and they're already, like, adults then, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he's, you know, he's this 50-year-old man that behaves <laughs> the way he does. And we're like, ah, he's a dog, but in this world, he's a person, and it's kind of fucking stupid that he does all these <laughs> things that he does especially dating women in their 20s i actually think this episode goes easy on him um because we never even really say hey mr peanut butter it's really fucked up that you're dating a 25 year old woman right now that is not appropriate and you're like 50 <laughs> yeah um it's more it's more just like um this isn't a compatible person for you um and she's gonna like outgrow you that's kind of more the like, and while you are still you while you're like an eternal man child like that's what we comment on i also just think it's not overall appropriate at all that he's he's dating her um we don't even get into that i don't know i guess i guess what we get into it is deeper thematically um but i feel like diane is still i don't know it feels like she's pulling her punches a little bit with uh with she Mr. delivers it nicely like yeah. you're not you're not wrong it, we could have gotten a lot harder on him he, what, we, I don't think we comment on that all se- all season. He should not be dating no, pickles. We don't. No, that, that's really... why this this is why the episode feels so rewarding. Just that they they call him out on literally anything because like mostly we only see him through Bojack's perspective, and objectively, maybe Bojack is worse in a lot of ways. <laughs> and so the comparison gets a little stilted then. But yeah, like he's not. This is gross. Gross. And I think it's gross that. He asked the question of like how how do all these wonderful women become so cruel and bitter? It's like, and the nice thing about Diana is she's she's flipping that assumption onto no 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 they're just a growing you know there's something wrong with them they're not cruel they're not bitter they're just maturing and that's normal. But like I hate his language. I think it's disgusting, and I think it it, it sheds light into his mindset in a way we don't normally see. Like if he can. Look at these young ladies he's he's marrying and assume that them becoming more mature and uh, angry about him not listening to them and breaking off a marriage is them turning cruel and bitter. I mean, that says a lot about how he thinks about them. And I think that's really concerning. Yeah, that, that yeah, getting into that line. I think that is the least sympathetic thing Mr. Peanut Butter has said in the entire show. He says, why mm-hmm. do they, yeah, why do they turn mm-hmm. cruel and bitter after being with me? It's horribly sexist uh, what he's saying and just like, general just a whole like terrible thing to be saying about uh like and he's referring to diane who we know is not uh you know cruel and uh it's it's uh it's, it's just the notion that um yeah that they're they're like spoiled or something being older and just that that, that he's not they're not like conforming to his ideals of of what a, a woman should be like especially as a partner for him yeah um and it's 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 like through this lens of what's the common denominator it's like this joke like uh line about that but yeah we just we just really call him out and, and i think the way that the audience views mr peanut butter here is the big thing like yeah he's like not as much uh, i guess of a horrible person as bojack but we hold bojack accountable like the show intends for us as the audience 
to uh, be mad and uh, like know that Bojack is doing terrible things. That's been a thing throughout the show. Mm. I feel like yeah. we've never really been intended to dislike what Mr. Peanut Butter is doing. Um, I feel like this is the first time I ever like get the impression like th- I am supposed to feel like this guy is a dick. Um, even though he's been a dick throughout the whole show, as this episode, ev- you know, shows, even like even if we invent stuff here, backstory, it, it's based on his behavior from the entire series. Like he's been this much of a dick throughout the entire show, but uh, it's just it's being just, presented to us in a different light. Right. Like, like he he's just the goofy, earnest dog. And um, now it's like, oh, maybe it was bad that he was even di- dating Diane um, in the beginning or any of his other uh any of his other exes and uh that uh he just like moves on so much and i guess it's not inherently bad that he has so many xys but like it in the way that he's they they, like don't conform to his like man childness and move on from him and like that he's this like not functional 50 year old man like yeah just yeah it's just like such a tonal shift in how the the show intends the audience to view this character and it is for me it definitely i agree with michelle feels so refreshing that he's like really just being called out for the first time to this extent and not even to even enough of an extent i feel like i feel like we need to call let's have the next season let's call him out again and that's uh uh the the roast of mr peanut butter like i feel so bad for pickles because there's even like a point in Diane, where she like recognizes what's going on and she goes and helps pickles she's just like hey yeah like i've been you before i totally understand like let me help you you need some water like you need to leave this party kind of situation and so like and then for I don't know, like even for pickles to just be so forgiving, it's kind of one of those things where like, oh, yeah, she's young. Like she doesn't quite yet understand like what, you know, Katrina went through, what Jessica went through, what Diane went through. And so at a certain point, I'm wondering, like, when is pickles going to go through this with Mr. Peanut Butter as well, where she's just like, I've outgrown you like I I can't be with you anymore. Like, is that going to be next season? Because that would be extremely interesting to watch. He's still I, with Pickles at the end of this I episode. Am. And I, and yeah. the end, he asks her to marry him, and she says yes. Like, oh, I uh, forgot about that. Oh, my God. Don't. <laughs> I was, I'm in the moment now in this, this season. Which makes this episode even harder to watch, especially that scene where, like, Diane is, like, helping Pickles. It's almost like Diane's, like, trying to extend, like, a helping hand, like, more so than just, like, dealing with the situation at hand. But she's also, like hey, like, this is a situation you need to get yourself out of. Like, run while you can. But, and but he also <laughs> tells Pickles that he does love you. Like, it, it it's... <sighs> Diane's like Dian, Dian, not trying to... Yeah, he, she's yeah. not trying to, like, uh, impede their relationship at all. Like, she's even yeah. trying to, to help mm-hmm. her get through this with them. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's kind of... Uh, I think there needs to be more said about that. Because I think it's true that Mr. Painter loved all of his ex-wives... But I think it needed to be touched on that this is kind of toxic. Like, they don't really talk about how his love is toxic. Like, it's not okay that he loves them instantly like this. It doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> like, I think Diane didn't really get into that at all. I think, I think. But, I think, but that's a hard conversation to have with anybody, especially as, like, an yeah. ex-wife. Like, like, I can't imagine, like, going to any of my exes, like, current, like, 
significant other wives or whatever and being like, Hey, like, so let me tell you about the guy you're current currently dating. Like, I just can't like, it's, it's not a conversation anyone wants to have. And I think Di- I think Diane did what she did and she did it very gracefully as an ex-wife to towards pickles. Like, and I think it, it almost shows um, even more so like how much Diane has grown in like, like out of her relationship with Mr. Peanut Butter, I, like I, I guess mm-hmm. I'm o- I'm okay with her not telling it to Pickles, but I kind of wish there was a scene where Diane talked to maybe like BoJack or Princess Caroline, Carolyn, and just kind of expressed what we all kind of know that this is still not okay. Even if he does love Pickles, it's not okay because I think that's what it missed. Because I I wanted Diane's full feelings on it, not just what she was okay telling to Pickles and Mr. Peanut Butter. I mean, yeah. maybe she felt like it wasn't her place, though. She's actively trying to move on from a divorce. Is it but, really? Did she really want to take time right now to introspectively think about, well, what's wrong with Mr. Peanut Butter, huh? What's his deal? I think she she's got enough on her plate right now, and it's also what, not gonna come. It's not gonna come off well. Like if she's trying to have that one on one with like pickles, it's not gonna come like it yeah. because she understands that pickles is young. So she does it. She's not, I guess, accustomed to like the world as it is. And so her trying to have that conversation with her, just it's not, even if she does it with all of the best intentions, it's not going to come off that way. It's going to come off. Look at the way she holds Bojack accountable this season. It just, it feels so much less impactful the way she holds Mr. Peanut butter. Well, yeah. uh, Accountable. Peanut butter is a, her ex. Like, but this, this season ends with, with pretty much Diane saying that she loves Bojack, like not not in a romantic way, in a platonic way, but still she's saying it, and she's essentially we we know that Diane still has feelings for Mr. Peanut Butter. She just knows it's a relationship she can't be in, and I I just feel like Diane, with how honest she is through this entire season, she's kind of just not fully expressing how she feels here. And I get that she's trying to be nicer to Pickles and trying not not trying to just burn down the house because she is the ex-wife, but it feels like she should be saying something to someone here. And I don't know who, which character would fit it better, but I, Therapist. I well, yeah. mm, she has that. Yeah. yeah. But we don't, no, we not, don't not see anymore. it. She, she could have gotten a new therapist. She, she got a new one. I hope so. We didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great conversation. Um, I think we should remember Diane doesn't have our, uh, like overall perspective on things. She just yeah. sees. Yeah. I, I also don't think it's Diane's responsibility to, oh, to, to, to like, to ask him or bring that up. I mean, he didn't even know what the problem was. She had to tell him what the problem was. And they were both in that marriage together. And this is the fourth time he's done this. The the thing I'll say, it I, I agree, Andy, that it, it is uncomfortable to see him just jump into rebounds and propose to people over and over and over again. That that is troubling. But the thing that makes me more frustrated and angry is that he puts so much pressure unintentionally as it may be on every wife to live up to the expectations of the life before her and to not fall into the same trap because all of them have heard the line, oh man, my, my first wife, my second wife, my third wife, they were so much fun until they got mean and angry and then they sucked and we got divorced. And even Pickles, we see this when she's dancing on the table and it's his first time really thinking about how his actions are affecting her. He says, you know, I'm sorry, do you want to leave? And she's like, no, I'm having a great time. This is so much fun. And like, clearly she's not not 
but she's trying so hard to act like what she thinks he wants. And the fact that all of his wives have tried to please him this way and they all feel like they're not living up to his expectations, it's just, it's really not a good situation. That troubles me a lot more. And, and it adds to the dog motif of like, it feels like they're trying to be like his pet almost. Like they're trying to like just please, like they're trying, like, I'm not saying like, it's, no, I'm not saying it like that. I, I just feel like they're trying to like, do the dog thing where it's like, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Like they're trying to just exemplify that feeling for him in in return because he's doing. Yeah, it. That's that's interesting thematically. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely hard to watch uh, him be just so horrible too. It's like uh, like Michelle was getting into, and um, I think I think we should also remember Dan probably still loves him, like still cares yep. for him a lot. Well, yeah, um, that's a she still has too. feelings for yeah. him, though they may not be like as like. I think they come more so from like a place of caring and I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that they're necessarily, especially like in later episodes, like I wouldn't necessarily that they're like romantic. It's still like, it, I don't know. Like he was a big part of her life for 10 years. Of exactly. Like he, he like, yeah. She, yeah. Like they were together for like all of her twenties. So essentially. And so it's kind of hard to like, you can't just like throw away something like that like you're still always like i mean i still like every now and again like my very first like serious boyfriend i'll I'll send him like a text message to be like hey how's it going like just to be because like there's still a tiny part of me that's like hey i just want to make sure you're still doing okay because uh you at one point meant a lot to me so Mm -hmm. yeah like but i would never say that like i would like never get back together with any of my exes but like there's still going to be like a part of me that's still like hope you're doing okay kind of situation especially if you end on like i guess reasonable terms which diane and mr peanut butter kind of did like compared to other characters in this show yeah Yeah, like like they're they're like their divorce was very civil compared to other the way other relationships have ended so yeah, so I just I just think the this notion that Diane maybe should have called Mr. Peanut Butter out for being like a toxic individual. I I don't think she views him like that. That's the main thing. Like I think I don't I just don't think like she's where we are. Like I think I think she just has a she, like she did she doesn't have our overall perspective on things. She you know she was with him. She's still like she's still like important to her. I don't know if he's like seeing his toxic behavior as like oh he's this bad person who should be called out for being toxic so, like i think what she did like makes sense from her situation i think she came out very sympathetically and it was like really interesting to see how she reacted to all that my, my question then is would diane see mr peanut butter as to- mr peanut butter as toxic if she wasn't around like bojack all the time because does that skew her ability yeah, to maybe that skews like that. Her, <laughs> she's like well compared to yeah. bojack mr. yeah peanut butter is fine like, she is also very focused on bojack like, being terrible right yeah. now yeah. like it's, it's kind of a joke but i'm kind of not joking like i think it's actually a well she shouldn't have, yeah she probably shouldn't have like this horrible person with bojack in her life so that would like v- make her have a, a more healthy perspective on everyone else yeah. around her if she didn't have that kind of weighing her down i think it's a good point yeah um yeah i forgot that this season ends with um him failing <laughs> to tell pickles that he cheated on her and instead proposing to her yeah oh, boy <laughs> oh, i forgot yeah. about that Sorry. Very, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man Mr. Yeah, that Pete makes that, that makes the end with pickles really tragic in this episode yeah but yeah. also like to bring that up so in the course of this entire show we've not only seen like mr peanut butter like we've seen mr peanut butter propose and get married to 
Like, not just, like, it's not like Pickles is going to be the first person that we've seen him, like, propose to and yeah. get married to. Like, she's definitely going to be the second. And so it always seems like his decision, or at least in his past relationship with Diane, his decision to, like, marry them comes off very, like, this is going to be, like, a solution to a problem that we're kind of having. Um and I don't remember exactly like what it brought about like him deciding to propose to Diane in the first. No, wasn't it Bojack stealing the D because they were sort of like, yep. yeah. So his like, it seems like his solution to a problem in their relationship is in any of his relationships is to like, okay, cool. Like we're having this problem. Let's get married. That will fix everything. And that's, super unhealthy and like very disturbing for me personally, because that's not like a solution to any of the problems that you're having in your relationship. And then like, he not only does like it get called out that like, Hey, like it's not, you know, the girls that you're dating that are the problem. It might be, it's the fact that like you don't grow up with them. And, and then he cheats on her. Like, it's like, wow, like your relationship is going great right now. Mr. Peanut butter, like hats off to you. So, and and that actually ties really well into what they were talking about in episode six, where Bojack was talking about how grand gestures aren't enough. It's just, Mm -hmm. I think that really ties really well into all that, that discussion there. Mm, That's a great point. Yeah. Um, But part of that, that speech in six ties to the the finale. Um, I just think it's really interesting. We end the season with him actually proposing to her. Like, I'd like the show is doubling down on this. Okay. We're actually going to explore Mr. Peanut Butter is terrible now because now the, the show has an onus to next season, get into this even more so um, because we saw the byproduct that led to that horrible uh, thing that he did at the end. And now that it happened and now we have to deal with the fallout, I assume, or maybe just continue to call him out on being terrible. Maybe it's everything like we're, no one, uh, maybe no one calls him out or anything. And it has to come know. to light at some point that like he cheated on pickles. Yeah. I guess that, I guess that's how it'll come up is, is that'll come to, is that all she'll learn that. I feel so. like it's going to be one of those like, like, they're just talking, and then, like, Diane's like, oh, yeah, whenever we had sex three weeks ago, and he, and everyone in the room's like, uh, and it yeah. just goes silent. <laughs> Hopefully it happens before they actually get married, yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it's just, like, we, in this episode and then in the finale, like, portray him as unsympathetic in a way we never had before, and now, considering the way we end, like, we have to go even deeper into that next season. So, very interesting. I, th- I think Mr. Peanut Butter, like, one of the most interesting uh, character arcs moving into season six. Um, and which is very different from how he was before he was, I think is the least interesting one coming into the season. So I think uh, we had that, to set up like a new toxic character because like at the end of the season, we have Bojack like going into rehab and like, you know, trying to better himself. And so it's kind of one of those, like, um, I can't remember which season it was, but whenever like Bojack was away in New Mexico. And so we had to put focus on all of the other characters, for at least an episode. So I feel like we're going to kind of do that same situation going into season six. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. At the very least, Bojack may be on the upswing versus Mr. Peanut Butter still on the downswing. So I think Bojack will always be toxic. But yeah, he's at least, at least maybe, maybe he's not trying. Yeah. He's doing the he's best so. he well, can. I, I, I will believe he's trying when I see the first episode of season six because I'm still not convinced that that's getting to the next season, though. Uh, it's yeah, fine. We'll see if he even yeah. stays there. Yeah. In, 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 yeah. In, in, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, great, great discussion there on that and on these episodes. Andy, final thoughts on uh, either episode here. As we were talking about these episodes, um, it made me really think about how BoJack, out of any of the Netflix shows in general, this one really does 
really great with the binge format. Unlike a lot of other shows I've seen that Netflix makes, like Stranger Things and shows like that, it really feels like it's just more episodes, just more episodes. But this talking about these episodes, I really realized that they you couldn't air I feel like it'd be a lot harder to air something like episode seven here alone because it's just such a silly episode. You're not sitting down and seeing Bojack, but when you're when you're sitting down to binge, it really like flows through together. Like you have this episode six with this really downer thing, then you have episode seven as like a kind of like a palate cleanser then you have episode eight where we get a little bit more darker again and and it it lets them do stuff like that with this binge format and i really like that they're exploring that way that we can have entire episodes mood shift like that because they know their audience is watching in this way i like it a lot i i that's really what i realized when we were talking about these episodes that's interesting with like the the mood because certainly like there's narrative continuity and thematics in a way that like you look back but also just like oh maybe allows it to do more uh extreme uh tonal shifts and stuff yeah interesting point okay uh michelle final thoughts on these two episodes i think from watching these two especially mr peanut butter's booze it's it's made me decide i should really go back and watch the first couple seasons because it's been i haven't watched them since i aired it's been a while now and i want to more fully appreciate the progression of some of this character stuff. And I think it's kind of holding me back only watching these as they air every year because this is, I feel like season five is definitely the culmination of a lot of character things for a lot of these folks. Um, And potentially a really big turning point for Bojack at the end of the season. So I think I'm going to have to go back and do some rewatching to get some more perspective on this because I do feel like they've come really far and I want to be reminded a little more fully of why that is and where they started. At the beginning. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. All the character arc we've t- stuff we've been talking about, especially the, the, the Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze, which directly comments on a lot of the early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Okay, April, final thoughts. Um, I really, uh, again, I really appreciated these episodes and I thought they were very appropriate, as, again, coming out of the um, free trial. So, uh, and it's nice that we sort of um, re- we visit like a different way to present the show. So I like that we kind of changed up like the format and how we're like, you know, tying in everything into um, different parts of season five. And again, it leads in straightly to like towards the end. It's, it's, it's like the beginning of setting up the end of the, or the, I guess the season finale episodes or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I I think, I think these are fantastic. Uh, It's great to get into a lot of depth with eight, a lot of stuff with seven that we got into, um, and uh, do two two of my favorite of the season, two of the best I think you know top fifty animation episodes of the year. It's a, a great stuff. Um, so yeah, let us know what you thought of uh, in, Interior Sub and Mr. Peanut Butter's Booze here. Comments overlyanimated.com. You can uh, comment on YouTube, youtubecom slash overlyanimated. Uh, talk with us on our BoJack channel on our Discord, overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Um, and uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our uh, patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Xavier, aka Podcast Addict. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John Ren, Steve, Alex, and Hugh. Um, a bunch of, yeah, make sure you check out our other Bojack podcasts at overlyanimated.com. We also had podcasts on other uh, Netflix releases like Dragon Prince and Hilda and other Cartoon Network shows, OKKO, Craig of the Creek. Um, find all that at overlyanimated.com. Rank Slaybug coming up. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned for our final podcast on season five of Bojack. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.